each time to keep taking away your responsibility, what are they really after? Like what, how do you get someone's control? How do you get control over somebody? How do you get power over somebody? When the, you know, uh, masters are freeing the slaves, they say, you can't, you can't go back out there. How are you going to go back out there? You don't have no education. You can't read. I provide you food. I give you shelter. What are you going to do out there? Exactly what they're going to do. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. <laughs> we are back in the studio after a bit of time. We even got Meeks back. in the studio. Live person. Live. It's going on 55 years. <laughs> <laughs> we got him back in the studio, so we're excited about that. Um, recently back from Stoobs. Yep, they sent us home a little early. Yeah. <clears throat> Rona's still doing it to everybody here. Yeah. So we got we got Meeks in in house for a little bit. We got married man Keone, um, still in the studio. Still in the studio. Still in the studio. So um, yeah, so we appreciate you guys and your patience. You know, we're just we're trying to trying to survive like everybody else between all the inconsistencies and just life in general. But um, definitely, I'm glad to be back. We're glad to be back with you all. So let's kick it over to Meeks. What is our inspiration for today's episode? Yeah, today is about. It's a little bit intense, but it's about uh, the Great Reset, and it's something that's been uh, talked about a lot in the last few weeks, but something that might be, or might have been in the works for a few years, rather, or maybe even longer than that, um, but the inspiration really comes from Archbishop Vigano, who uh, sent a letter to uh, President Trump that you can find on uh, Catholic Family News that I'll read a little bit about. And so Archbishop Vigano says in the letter, a global plan, a global plan called the Great Reset is underway. Its architect is a global elite that wants to subdue all of humanity, <clears throat> imposing coercive measures with which to drastically limit individual freedoms and those of entire populations. He says in several nations, this plan has already been approved in finance and in others in its early stage. Uh, the purpose of the Great Reset is the imposition of a hip health dictatorship aiming at the imposition of liberticidal measures hidden behind tempting promises of ensuring universal income and canceling individual debt. And, yeah, he goes on to just basically tell the president that he thinks that these are basically, in some countries, maybe including ours, that this will be activated at the end of this year in the first trimester of 2021 as we continue these lockdowns and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just funny how he, you know, talks about the universal income and canceling individual debt and something that, you know, we were talking about and <clears throat> kind of the end of government in the, in our eyes and stuff like that. And what they're kind of doing in today's world, understanding like, uh, universal income and some of these cancel, canceling individual debt and kind of once again, taking away the responsibility, overcoming kind of the government becoming the god that they're the ones that are going to serve you meet all your needs do all this kind of stuff and so it's just a lot about that and some of the things we're going to uncover but mostly um just reality that we've come into this year all of us starting to become a lot more aware of maybe some of the corruption that's happening all across the world and um i mean stuff that maybe we should have been more open-minded to earlier because we live in on earth where everyone is uh human and make mistakes and there was you know even in jesus's 12 you still got one that's a little fishy and so i think it's just things that you kind of start to 
realize and educate yourself on and it's good to be aware be made aware of it and you know really the inspiration is to understand some of these things that are going on and then prepare as as catholic men and women to then understand that this is in our home you know our eternal homes in heaven and to how to prepare for that because this one's corrupt so realize that it is understand what you can do which we'll talk about and then um yeah move forward and let's just get to heaven yeah i think we were talking about this as we were preparing for it is you know not um you know there's a point of just presenting the truth and kind of helping the, the listeners open up their eyes and, and objectively think for themselves. Um, but also as we enter into um, the liturgical season of Advent, right, that, that that whole meaning is really preparing for the coming. And we've been hearing through all the readings, specifically kind of what you hear for those of us who are Catholic, the eschatological, right? So the end times. So we've been hearing from Revelations, and you've been hearing a lot of the stuff, the Mark of the Beast, and so it just seems timely that we're, you know, uh, speaking about this. The the letter that Miko read and referenced was from Archbishop Vigano to President Trump in, on October 25th, I believe. Mm -hmm. So right before, obviously, the election. And I think, you know, if you start to just kind of open your eyes, right, so just kind of s step aside from whatever your political... Uh, thoughts are step aside from even what you may think your theological uh, political stance may be whether you're a Pope Francis fan, a fan or not or if you consider yourself a trad or not a trad or you don't even know what that is whatever it is right but it's just like just stepping back and thinking about um, and then this letter and we can put post a link to the letter so you can kind of read it for yourself where they're kind of speaking to what's on the horizon so while you may look at uh, you know universal income oh that's a nice thing Universal health care, man, that's a nice thing. Oh, debt forgiveness, man, that's super awesome. And then all of a sudden you start getting into these things where it's like, oh, let's revoke private property. Let's all of a sudden force people into, um, even though they're not calling them this, like concentration camps, but maybe they're COVID camps, right? Now all of a sudden you have these in places now where um, uh, I think I saw one from like a, the prime minister of New Zealand was talking about they're going to put these people in these camps and they're going to be incentivized. And guess what? If you don't take the test, well, then we're going to keep another 14 days and that's going to incentivize you. And so just kind of this overall um, subduing, as uh, Archbishop Vigano speaks about, of everybody underneath this healthcare crisis, right? What we consider to be a healthcare crisis. And now all of a sudden we see the evidence of what looks like to be a, a tyranny mm -hmm. and kind of the global elitists. Um, the Bill Gates and, and you know the George Soros's of the world. You've heard us speak about this before, um, and all these big pharma companies. And just you know, you look at the World Economic Forum that's that's up and coming, where they're really talking about this great reset. And so, <clears throat> part of what we want to talk about is just like open, objectively speaking. I think about Saint Thomas Aquinas. He talks about truth is when your thoughts right conform to reality. And I think a lot of what we see today, unfortunately, is a lot of people walking around with blinders on and are just blind to that which is real. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, you know, we use this as an example in many of our conversations internally with other people. But, you know, uh, when we talk about like wearing masks, for instance, like walk, walking in the store, and we're wearing masks. But yet somebody's touching everything, you know, touching every piece of grocery that I have. You know, um, just not people not really using their their minds in that sense. Not to say we shouldn't be prudent, not to say we shouldn't be um, taking care of the most vulnerable, but it's just like just stop for a second and think about it, right? There's people being like choked choked out, you know, beat up, um, 
thrown out of places because they're not wearing a mask. And then you have, you know, I was getting, you know, uh, you get, you get uh, crooked eye from people and their masks are like down here, right. Or over the nose or, you know, it's just like, Wah. you know, there's people that are just mm-hmm. so tensed up because there's this, this fear and this panic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, for us, we're just trying to say, look, man, everyone's got to do you, but we just want everyone to kind of stop, take a deep breath and think about things for a minute. And to Miko's first point about the eternal kingdom, Right now you're focused on like the government being your God or giving you all these niceties, you know. To me, it's like these guys are running for eighth grade president, right? No homework, free pizza every day. That's what they're telling you, right? They're, everyone's going to be, you know, um, Santa Claus. And it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I think, you know, the point isn't to be just a bunch of alarmists. Mm-hmm. But at, to some extent, we're entering into the state of or the season of Advent. And it, it should be alarming to some extent because you should be changing your life. And I think if you look around and you're some sort of informed citizen, or at least we hope that you you are striving to be, it's really hard not to see the evil that's around. You're seeing the destruction of the family. Um, you're seeing, especially right now, social isolation, mental health issues. You're seeing just the inconsistencies in, in, in mandates. I was just thinking, just like you said, going to a store, the, the fact that we can go to a store and but we have a mask but who's socially distancing probably no one um and let's say we are social distancing but if i touch that bag of cereal and then you touch it right after and then i sneezed on it you know it's just how do you but we can do all that because it makes the government money or these big companies get money Mm -hmm. but how dare you go to a place of worship which is a constitutional right Mm -hmm. to uh, worship freely and to peaceably assemble but that's not okay. And, and so you're seeing like this diabolic uh, attack on family, on faith. And so just taking that perspective, regardless of, like you said, of your, your uh, faith stance right now, where you're at in your spiritual journey, on your uh, political preference, there's evil out there. Mm-hmm. And so I think right now, approaching Advent and the season of preparation for Christ's coming, what better time to really reflect on on the state of the world, but also the state of your soul mm. and what you're doing to prepare. And so, yeah, you know, look up the great reset, go ahead and, and read the article for yourself, the letter, stay informed. But most importantly, you know, we're going to talk about how can you get your soul ready and, and be present um, and informed without losing your peace. And we've talked about that, you know, numerous times we can, you know, like we can get obsessed over the great reset and what's happening. What do I need to do? I need to constantly read up on the, the latest news. Um, but to a certain point, um, I think what Archbishop Vigano said that was really cool is, you know, this elite, this, um, these architects of the, of the great reset are, are driven by hate ultimately mm-hmm. by the evil one. Right. And the evil one only knows hate, but the we're created in love and by love and for love. And it cannot prevail simply because of the fact that it's designed by and for hate. And so us created in the image and likeness of God designed for and by love and through love, it's designed to fail, but we have to do our part and participate in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think what better time than through Advent where we're really preparing and we're reflecting and, um, making ourselves better, our families better, and then hopefully our communities better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's um, I, it's just important to like, regardless, like we keep saying of affiliation. Affiliation doesn't matter, party affiliation, whatever it is. You just have to see truth for truth. 
and there's both sides and elites are everywhere and rich people who have a lot of power are everywhere and they're on all sides and i don't really care what side they're on and um it's just like a lot of things that people need to be made aware of and um once again in our preparation for the next life and understanding how maybe uh, vital these times are and how much this time is a time for us to uh, become saints and continue to uh, listen to our lady through apparitions that we brought up or some of this other stuff and just like you know justin trudeau i think why it became kind of kind of big or it kind of became recent news justin trudeau prime minister of canada said something about basically you know the pandemic was an opportunity for us to basically uh, continue or start up this kind of new order that we're searching for that we've been trying to do before pandemic and really just try to do this global and keep in this global and then fratelli tutti and pope francis everything's about fraternity and brotherhood taking down borders you just keep hearing this global 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 bill gates is the one that's going to hand us a vaccine and we'll be safe vaccine was announced i don't know maybe it's or you know, things started really ramping up right after the election. All of a sudden, now we're really, really close to having a vaccine. That's super timely. And all the stuff that just happened, McCarrick reports just released also, you know, right around election time. So everything's just kind of this whole chaos world. And all of a sudden, everything's just really timely on how perfect we can all create this awesome chaos right in the middle, right around election time, where we have all these things going on. And, you know, we have Biden who said, you know, we're going to continue lockdowns, but don't worry, you know, we have enough money to cover you guys if you don't. All of a sudden, we have all this money. I don't know where it's coming from, but we have all these things. And, you know, you talked about the um, abolition of private property, which we talked about, and you know, with Marx and stuff in a past video. And actually, the person who really started the whole Great Reset, Global Reset uh, term is Klaus Schwab. And he had a book. Um, he's like this owner or CEO of World Economic Forum, which you guys can look up. And uh, was one of the things he talks about. Basically, you want to abolish private property. And it's just fascinating because that's one of the things, although Marx, you know, said that the first form of um, basically inequality was the family. It's as soon as you start basically having your own private property. So that needs to be abolished along with the family because those are the first two signs of inequality. And so it's like, you know, what do we have been saying for the longest time? They basically trying to abolish the family, which they've successfully done. Um, and then now it's just moving towards private property because the whole thing with global, no borders is no one owns anything. That's the whole idea because mm-hmm. you're separating people when you own things, right? That's what Marx is saying. Why, why are you putting up borders? You're separating people. Why is all this and that? It's the most hilarious thing that we want to talk about all this inequality. And yet who's the one that's behind all these big agendas? The richest people in the world. Yeah. It's George Soros. It's Bill Gates. All these people. Pope Francis seems to be very in, uh, on board with the global agenda. Pretty powerful man as the Pope. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, I'm sure, is very... Uh, it's a lot of powerful people that are with the global agenda. I don't think it's a small businessman or the homeless people fighting for the new world order. It's just like, start to wake up to these things. Mm-hmm. And once again, if Judas was a follower of Jesus and he was corrupt, what do we think these people are here that make millions and millions of dollars to make all the decisions of, with us and they don't even have christ in their life or whatever it may be so like i just don't understand why there's a lot of like natural assumptions by many catholics as if like the government's supposed to be or like why what they're they're corrupt they're bad who knew that like this assumption that we have that like it's just so astonishing that anytime you bring up something against them that'd be some sort of conspiracy theory or like you guys are wild you're you know you're brainwashed this and that it's just like (laughs) 
really to you know to uncover some of this corruption and stuff like that we we didn't see that coming yeah i think it's some of it's an inconvenient truth for a lot of people though too right so when you have to face kind of the evil that's there the darkness i mean you have to admit a lot of great things both inside and outside of the church and i would say that the the reason why you see a lot of the um destruction in the world is because you see that it's deeply connected to the to the church right i mean when you become a godless nation um and without god and you see that the wounds that we have i mean you think about the mccarrick report right there's a lot of grave evils in what um you know theodore mccarrick did over the course of his tenure um as a priest within the catholic church and you know he rose to high ranking and you know he's gonna he's gonna have to pay for that um someday and i think there's just a part of us that we're really trying to just kind of awaken the the objective reasoning the higher faculties and people i think just to be able to think for themselves because when people uh, categorically label people when they say oh you're a conspiracy theorist you know there's a part of it you're like you're just making a general statement right you don't want to have this discussion you just kind of want to go around i mean that's the whole point of the red pill versus the blue pill the whole point of the matrix is matrix is what i don't want to have to think about it. i just want to kind of be numb and just kind of be in the matrix right and just deal with the things that are there versus saying no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the red pill, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be woken up to mm-hmm. what actually is really occurring, and re- see things for what they are. You know, it, this isn't even about a politics. It's like it's about good and evil, and that the fact that, and we've been saying this, you know, consistently. We talked about this in the final battle. We talked about this, and we're talking about Our Lady of Aquita, Our Lady of Quito, Our Lady of Fatima. Um, so just for us as Catholics, and I and I think that why is this such a, a, a a timely thing is because it can feel very much like it's chaos it can feel like the world is ending right now and if it does okay well what are you gonna do about it <laughs> you know what i mean like cool jesus comes tomorrow where are you are you gonna be a sheep or a goat because i'm just you know that's because what i'm concerned about is i can't control the bidens or anybody of this world i can't control the pope i can't control i pray for him daily and i think that's what we need to start talking about is like okay the people out there need to start waking up, start thinking for yourselves. Don't be a sheep in the negative sense. We need, we're all obviously sheep in the sense of uh, the Lord's sheep. But when, when we talk about being a sheep out there, being like just led to the slaughters, right? Just kind of, mm, you're just kind of dumb. You're not even thinking for yourself. And I think that's part of the, the it's actually one of the consequences of original sin, right? Is that is, it's a darkened intellect and a weakened will. And so what happens is the more people live a worldly life, the more that they're their intellects darken so the dumber we get as father chad would say right mm-hmm. we just get father chad ripperger for those of you know who remember that the, the, the exorcist we refer to often but i'll say we just keep getting stupider and stupider right mm-hmm. we're out there and we're just like mm, oh yeah okay and we just kind of go with whatever you know somebody tells us so mm-hmm. i think I, I you know we don't want to belabor the point but i, I do think we want to make the point that if you see god as your as i mean if you see the government as god and that's part of the issue. We had this the episode on God, not government, right? That's what we're trying to say is if, if you're poured, poured out, not to say that this, this election or this time that we're in hasn't been a crazy one, but if everything that you did, you were so consumed, so, you know, you're anxious ridden because of everything that's going on, then I believe that you've now placed all of your trust and faith into a false God, which is that is the government mm-hmm. or into these world leaders. You know, Jeff Bezos and Amazon and everyone, they all love us chilling at home right now. Why? Because they've made billions in 2020, not millions, billions of dollars. So they're like, oh, yeah, freak out. Let me bring everything to your front door. 
right? Go online and you can't go out and it's just like, and they're thriving while your next door neighbor who, you know, poured out his life, his life savings, lost his, his company mm-hmm. and the 10 employees he had gone. Mm-hmm. They're now unemployment now, you know, benefiting from the government, right? And becoming um, uh, dependent on the government. So we just got to think about those things. Yeah. Well, I think just, you know, let's taking this into context where we're at right now, like you said, liturgically, we're about to enter into the season of Advent, the season of preparation. And so for us, for those listeners who are, you know, you're picking up what we're putting down, you're like, all right, yeah, you're right. This is, this is evil. I, I kind of get a sense of it. That's, you know, this is some serious stuff. Now, what do we do with it? Because we look around and, and a lot of people are still stuck on the things of this world about their Instagram likes. They're still scrolling through their feed. They're spending majority of their time um, doing pretty much nothing, especially, you know, during the, the social isolation. It's a lot of Netflix binging and um, trying to start a fitness page. I guess everyone's starting a fitness page. <laughs> it's a thing to do <laughs> or some sort of diet plan that's really popular. And they're starting their own religion. You see everyone. They want to do anything that doesn't require them to face some sort of objective truth. Like, I'll, I'll have my religion and my diet. And we've talked about this in other episodes. I'll have my religion and my fitness. I'll have my religion and my Instagram followers. But what we're talking about is, yes, things around us are evil. We know that. Because this world is not we're, not, we're not created to be of this world. Um, and this isn't our, our end goal. So we, we expect that. We're, we're fallen humans. But now that we're entering into Advent, what are we doing, us included, to prepare our, our souls for, for Christ's coming? And I think something that has been super helpful for me and Father, Father Ripperger, I mean, I think <laughs> we're just, we're just going to promote Father Ripperger <laughs> just for the rest of our lives. But Father Chad Ripperger had said, um, you know, charity is doing, um, basically doing all things for God's sake. That's, you know, true charity is doing all things, not just for the sake of the other, but for ultimately for God's sake. And something that he's, that he said that really struck me. And I, I encourage all of our listeners as they approach Advent to take to their, their daily encounters with others is, you know, me and Meeks talk about how we're probably two of the most impatient people on this planet. And something that has been really helpful is I've been saying, Lord, how can I serve you in this moment? So in our encounters with family, in our encounters with significant others, our friends, even our encounters on social media, we can find ourselves often getting upset, even in looking in the sense of this world. And you're like, yeah, this stuff is evil. I'm really, you know, this is annoying. I'm frustrated. And just, and just asking God, Lord, how can I serve you right now? And I've found that it's really liberating because if you think about it, the reason why we're disturbing our peace, why we're angry, we're irritated is because we're thinking about ourselves. Mm. There's some sort of selfishness or pride or anxiety that's often rooted in pride that's basically saying, I don't, nothing to do with you right now, God. I, I have something and I don't want to let go of it. But when you're saying, Lord, how can I serve you? You're, you're bringing him into that moment and you're saying, what can I do for you outside of myself? And I found that to be extremely helpful in just washing away the impatience, washing away the anxieties, because we can easily look at this stuff and say, okay, now I'm going to obsess over it. And, and what do I need to do and start freaking out about it? Um, so just asking yourself that question, how can I serve you, Lord, in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, I think just thinking about all this stuff that's going on and um, just everything with, you know, we talked about Our Lady apparitions, thinking about Marx and this, this whole idea and what we're going through. 
And, you know, when I really sit and I think about what the great reset is, to me, it's really just the great taking away of individual responsibility that's been happening for, you know, hundreds of years. That's that's really what it is. And although, um, you know, like Marx and some of these other people are very smart guys, all they're doing is taking away individual responsibility. They're saying it's not you, it's it's classes, it's groups, it's races, it's gender, whatever it is, but it's not you. You don't have to do anything. And that's the thing we've done with a lot of um, Christianity is that we've taken the individual responsibility away. Is that like going to heaven is really for the majority of people. It's really, they, you know, they switched the readings on us. It wasn't the few, it wasn't the, you know, the narrow, the few that go on this road. No, 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 it's the majority. Everybody's just kind of chilling unless you're Hitler or, I don't know, whoever, Stalin. Oh, those, th- those are the only two guys in hell. Everyone else, you're chilling. All right, high five. And that's, <clears throat> that's really what we've done. And then now you come to the point where, you know, you have like uh, whoever it may be during these lockdowns and the government providing you money. It's once again, less individual responsibility. We'll take care of you. You don't have to worry about it. And then what do they do with whether it be, you know, uh, birth control or whatever? You don't have to have the responsibility. That's not. See, that's that thing that man made. That they're trying to tell you in your head this and that this whole thing. What it, all of it's doing is just taking away individual responsibility. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what the Great Reset is. So there you go. You don't have to read anyone's book. You don't have to read Klaus Schwab's book on the Great Reset. I just told you right now. You just want to take away individual responsibility. And so that's probably why uh, no one subscribes or comments or likes because it's taking away your individual responsibility to do so. But I mean, in reality, that, that's literally what it is. I mean, for. Catholics and what we're supposed to do move forward is just take responsibility. That's what we're supposed to do. So when our lady says, um, you know, pray the rosary or go to confession or fast and do these things, you pray the rosary, you go to confession, fast and do those other things. That's what you do. And it's like, I don't know. It's not like rocket science or anything. And we're not supposed to sit back and just poop ourselves. And, oh, I don't know. Ah. You know, we already took the L. We're in, we're in earth, so we're taking a lot of L's. <laughs> and so what you do is just you... Do what the church and you're supposed to do, and you're supposed to educate yourself. So once again, take responsibility. Um, just to have kids in wedlock, generally speaking, that's kind of how it works. That's taking responsibility. Um, you know, you just graduate and get a job, and you provide for your family. If you're a man, that's usually what happens. That's taking responsibility. It's all the things. If we just took responsibility, you probably wouldn't have to be here where we're at right now. And so, like, just understand that each time someone says, "Well, we're going to take away your debt," we're going to give you you know, free healthcare, we're going to do all these things each time to keep taking away your responsibility. What are they really after? Like what, how do you get someone's control? How do you get control over somebody? How do you get power over somebody? When the, you know, uh, masters are freeing the slaves, they say, you can't, you can't go back out there. How are you going to go back out there? Mm-hmm. You don't have an education. You can't read. I provide you food. I give you shelter. What are you going to do out there? Exactly what they're going to do. Take away responsibility. No, no, no. Why? And that, what are they going to do now? Why are you going to go back and out there after the lockdowns? Man, you're going to get hit with the Rona. You're donezos. I can provide. I'm giving you unemployment. Like, what else could you want? We got, you don't got to eat outside. You can eat in the tent right outside the outside next to the inside of the restaurant. There's already an inside of the tent. You, why, why would you go back to the regular world? It's like, that's that's all they're trying to do. Yeah. Continuously, right? It's like, don't worry if you're, you know, struggling out in life. It's just the rich. The rich are after you. But the rich are on this side, even though they're all supporting this side, they're on this other side that you don't see. They're over there. They're not on the side that's actually they're all supporting and stuff like that. So it's like, uh, just wake up, maybe, generally speaking. Um, like, keep educating yourself. Like we always say, continue to educate yourself. But, like, that's why, you know, I talked about this, I think, before. That's why Jordan Peterson literally got so famous. He just started talking about, you know, make your bed. Start taking responsibility. That's what gives you purpose in life. So when they're not when they're taking away your responsibility they're taking away your purpose in life generally that's what they're trying to do mm-hmm. 
and that's how they can suffocate you and then take control over you because i don't know if you guys have seen house of cards or maybe like any movie ever there's evil people and that's for a reason they're usually based off probably real things that happen and actual themes of life so um yeah that's probably it for me a little too much take responsibility like comment subscribe i won't say that for the last time <laughs> well i think the um you know we think about freedom right everybody i think desires freedom St. Thomas Aquinas will tell you that freedom is the is the ability to choose between two goods. And I think there's a, a big um, misunderstanding of freedom in this world today. For one, it, uh, a lot of people see it as f- freedom from external coercion, right? Which is kind of funny because you're saying like, well, as long as nobody forces, imposes on me, then I'm free. I'm free to do what I want. There's one f- fallacy. The other f- uh, fallacy is that it's freedom to choose evil. And that's never real freedom right it's contradictory to what freedom is it's always between two goods and the, the funny thing about this all is no actually you've seen people that have been completely free interiorly who've had the worst exterior circumstances think about concentration camps right you think about that by itself you just look at you know um uh victor frankel right perfect guy that comes to mind you think about uh saint maximilian kobe right who gave his life that that's interior peace and freedom that we should all be striving for and i think that's the part where in all of this because this stuff can get you super anxious and super worried right like we're human and we're, we're we have this proclivity to sin it's one of the, uh, the the outcomes of original sin we have a proclivity towards evil and sin and so we have our you know our darkened intellects our weakened wills and so if we're so consumed with some of this stuff we can start to feel like there's nothing we can do except panic and i think you know uh, what we've been saying here is really actually there's a lot that we can do and it starts with us first. Mm-hmm. That taking accountability and responsibility is, look, I can't change what's going on. You know, I'd like to be able to dictate and unilaterally and universally speak uh, what I think should happen. Um, but that, that's not, I'm not God. So therefore, I can only control that which w- is within my control. So that means what? Is my, am I at peace interiorly? Am I praying? Am I fasting? Am I doing the things that Our Lady said, praying my daily rosary and so on and so forth? Am I, am I leading my wife next to heaven and to holiness? Am I leading my kids and those that God has entrusted me with? And so these are the things that we have to think about. Like, what are you doing right now to prepare? Mm-hmm. To prepare yourself, to your hearts, whatever may come, whatever the Lord may allow. Because that's the thing we've been telling you all, that nothing happens outside of God's permissive will. So for whatever the outcome, let's just say the great reset happens and we get reset, right? And things get crazy. Well, all right, then it's happening for some reason that's towards our purification and our sanctification. Are you ready for that? Do you have the grace, the fortitude required to actually go through that type of martyrdom? I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that are truly effeminate that do not have it. And I pray for the grace that we can all grow in that. So, but what are we doing to train for train up for that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that element of it. And I think the other piece to it is just like, as we're kind of circling back on this on the advent right so when you think about the liturgical season of advent it's advent is the coming the preparation right so there's twofold there's a twofold focus in advent for us as catholics one is we we um prepare for the second coming right we know that the lord is going to come and we've been hearing all throughout the readings up until this point about you know the battle the battle with the the, the ancient serpent satan Right. And so we've been, are we prepared? Are, is our name going to be in the book of life? I think about the readings for today. It's because if your name's not, that's what happens. You know, St. John's telling us in Revelations, like, yeah, and if you're not, you're going to the fire. 
right? So it's like, is your name in the book of life? And if not, why not, right? And if 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 not, when are you going to get your name put in there? And what are you going to do to keep it in the book of life? There's that piece. So we focus on the second coming. And the other, the other aspect of it is we joyfully celebrate and remember the first coming. So remember that Jesus Christ came because we have a God who's love, who loved us first and wills for us to be one with him. And so if you're only focused right now, even, even in all this stuff that we've presented to you that we do want you to think through objectively and think for yourself, don't be so consumed with that stuff because ultimately it, it's out of our control in the big scheme of things, right? Outside of what you can do every day by taking personal responsibility and accountability for your own sanctity and for the sanctity of those that God has entrusted to you. Yeah, and the information that you're learning is not an end in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It should be there to inspire you and to fortify you to and, and, and kind of spring you into new faith and strengthen faith. And, you know, I think if Fulton Sheen talked about, you know, the path to holiness and virtue is through suffering and responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think what a gift it is, even in the midst of this chaos, what a gift to be in this time right now because we're all suffering to some degree. Globally, uh, it's, it's there's social unrest, there's economic crisis, there's, you know, the health uh, crisis going on. Um, and so there's suffering everywhere and we're, we all experience it to some degree. But then there's there's also like Meeks was talking about, there's they're trying to take away your responsibility. So what better time to start to exercise and practice responsibility when the whole world is telling you you don't need to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And it's a really it's a gift for us as faithful to one, take advantage of this suffering and let it not be for nothing. And I think Fulton Sheen talked about there's there's so much wasted suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so many of us, we suffer and we suffer and we, we, you know, whine about it and we say like, well, poor me, but God's literally, like you said, dad, you know, God's giving it to you for your sanctification, for you to grow in virtue. And if you're not growing in virtue, if this stuff does happen, are you going to be prepared for it? Yeah. And so as we prepare and, and enter into the season of Advent, this is such a gift. It's such a unique opportunity to especially grow in virtue prepare for the second coming but also be joyful because he's giving us amidst the chaos there's always a greater end because he sees all things and like you said it's a part of his permissive will so one is you know take this these opportunities of suffering as a as an opportunity to grow in virtue to mortify yourself to die to yourself your lower faculties right to exercise your higher faculties your reason um your intellect and your will um but also Exercise the responsibility because whether it, you have a family or whether you have friends or your own soul, you're going to have to answer to yourself. And there's whether there's souls attached to you or not, there often are. Um, this is a time to exercise the responsibility so that God, you know, when he does come, can tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Um, just, you know, keep liking and uh, sharing, subscribing and, you know, really do share and just like not for our sake but for the truth's sake because this is something that people just need to be aware of especially catholics and stuff as we prepare for second coming for advent and all this stuff and there's just things that they're not going to want to see you see i guess in a sense and like the only reason why we're not censored is because there's only 55 of you that watch <laughs> so if there were more of you then they could censor us so let's get us censored and uh, share it all of that yeah so on that note we just want to thank you all for joining us again hopefully we get a little bit more consistent now that meeks is back in the studio and in home um but keep praying for us as we continue to pray for you let us know what we can do for you to help you grow in your own sanctity but let's keep up the good fight you know remember who's in charge jesus lord 
Jesus our Lord, King, and Savior. So until the next episode, get holy or die trying. Peace.